Talk Show. Recorded live. He is my 
children of God, we are rejoicing and we are glad in it. The Lord bless each of you uh, once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. We thank God for this another day, another opportunity to worship God in spirit and in truth. He woke us up one more time. He is therefore worthy to be praised and magnified one more time. For those of you all that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Time for Grace. Time for Grace. Sometimes, children of God, when we have done all we can do and we have tried all we can try, we've exhausted everything we know, then it is time for grace. It is time for God's unmerited favor. It is time for God to come in and fill the gap between what we have done and uh, what needs to be done, God will step in. Keep in mind, children of God, that we are God's co-workers. We are co-laborers, co-workers with God. God is not going to do everything for us, and we're not called on to do everything. But us working in a team, working in tangent with our creator, can get done whatever needs to be done in your life and in my life. And look, we looked at capital A yesterday, grace through faith. We thank God that grace is a beautiful thing, but we also understand that we must pass through the doorway of faith in order to get to the grace of God. We must pass through the doorway of faith in order to get to the grace of God. We look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, Romans chapter 5, verse 2. And it brings us on down to capital B, very important to know the law through Moses, grace and truth through Christ. The law through Moses, but grace and truth 
through Christ. Let's see what God has in store for us today as we are preparing to be blessed in Jesus' glorious name. John chapter 1, with a special focus on verse 17. John chapter 1. Very special focus on verse 17. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Verse 18, just for contextual sake, no one ever has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Once again, for the law... Uh, was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, whom, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Capital B, law through Moses, grace and truth through Christ. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you today, Father, again, for another beautiful day you have added to our lives. We appreciate you. We reverence you. We exalt you, Father. This is another day that you have made as our creator, as our sustainer, as our provider. Father, we think back to every good thing that has ever happened to us, through us, or for us, and we give you all the credit for every good and perfect gift has come from above. We appreciate you today, Father, and we trust that uh, as your grace your mercy has been renewed in us today. May we do the things and say the things that are pleasing in your sight. Forgive us of our sins and trespasses and iniquities, Father, as we forgive those who have sinned, trespassed against us. We trust, Father, that as we present and position ourselves before you this day, that you are going to speak, you are going to manifest your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding in our life that we may grow closer to you. We count these things down in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. The law through Moses, grace and truth through Christ. The law had its place. Grace and truth has its place. The law had its place. You know, there was a time in this country when uh, horse and buggy was the latest thing smoking. It was the mode of transportation. If you wanted to get from 
point A to point B, and it was a considerable distance, just about everybody knew you needed a horse and buggy. Then all of a sudden, a gentleman named what? Ford came up with a little invention uh, maybe a hundred so years ago called the automobile. Revolutionized everything. Now, unless it's a special situation or a special circumstance, you don't hardly see people on a horse and buggy anymore. Sometimes, you know, there's been places we've visited where special rides they have and you can pay some money and they'll take you on a horse and buggy around the town. But if you had a choice to do two or 300 miles, horse and buggy or in a vehicle, normally we would choose the vehicle. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Horse and buggy had its place. But then something came along that was much better. So it was with the Mosaic Law. The Mosaic Law and the commandments, the 613 rules, commandments, and statutes, they had their place. But then something came along, Jesus Christ, that was better. Now, John chapter 1 is an introduction to us as to how Jesus came about in bodily form. How did this God, how did our God, how did the word of God, the God of the word, present itself to mortal men in a form that we could see, in a form that we could touch, in a form that we could experience with our natural senses? Well, the Bible lets us to know that in the beginning was the word was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was was God. He was with God in the beginning. Now, he was with God in the beginning, but he was in a different state. He was in a different state. He was the Word. When, in the beginning, when God spoke, there was Jesus. He was in the he was in the state of uh, uh, the word. Well, men couldn't quite many men couldn't quite just get with that. They had problems with God just talking. They wanted to see something. Many men individuals are still like that today because you got many individuals that still subscribe to the the. Belief that seeing is believing. At first, God was talking, talking, and his word was still active, and his word was still doing different things, but people, they could see his prophets, or they could see his spokesmen and spokeswomen, but they couldn't see God. Well, the word became flesh. The word packaged itself in a body much like ours men were able to look at God. God. Jesus was God in a form that men and women could look at and not have to die. See, there was a, there was a time you, look at, you couldn't look at the face of God and live. Well, Jesus was God. So there's no contradiction. He just packaged himself in a way that you could look at him and not die. Sometimes they have soul eclipses. And they tell you not to look at soul eclipse with your natural eye. You don't just look up. But they got different things where you can look through 
and see. Jesus was a form uh, of God that men could look at and see. All right, so come on down to verse 14. It says, the word became flesh. Now, now, what we want to do, children of God, is the same way the word became flesh for humanity. You and I want the word to become flesh in our lives. In other words, the word of God, which consists of the blessings of God, it consists of the will of God, it consists of the purpose, the plan of God, everything that God wants to express be found in his word. Well, what we want to do is we want to take those words. The words came out of the spiritual realm, and they presented themselves in the physical realm. Well, what we want is we want the words of God concerning our life, concerning our ministries, concerning our finances. We want them to come out of the spiritual realm and to present themselves in the physical realm. The word became place, became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of, here we go, grace and truth. Jesus came from the Father bringing grace and truth. Now, you know, there were some things that Jesus didn't bring this last time that are still parts of the Father. Remember, the, 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 uh, the fury and the wrath of God God said, that's a part of me too, Robert. Understand that. Yeah, yeah, we, we got you, Lord. Fury, and we'll find that the next time Jesus comes, that's what he's going to bring. So when Jesus came the first time, he brought a portion of God. He brought a portion of God to save us. He brought a portion of God to redeem us. He didn't bring a portion of God to condemn us. Even though God has got a side of himself, that does condemn man. Jesus didn't bring that the first time. He brought the grace and truth of God the first time. But when he comes the second time, if you don't get yourself ready and get yourself in position and get yourself right, you're going to find that he's going to bring the fury and the wrath of God. You find that in Revelation chapter 19. So now the question you have to ask yourself is do you want to experience the grace, the grace, the unmerited favor, and the truth of God, or do you want to experience the wrath and the fury of God? We're about done today, children of God. So Jesus brought some things from God the first time that men really like a whole lot better than what he's going to bring the second time. They really do. Just that, that some of you, you don't know that yet. Some of you don't know that. Most criminals with any sense, even though they may be criminals, they like being free rather than being in prison, if they got any sense. Something is very wrong with you if you like being incarcerated better than you like. They, just that some of them don't know it. They don't know it until they get locked behind those doors. Then, for some, the realization comes, I think I like freedom better than this. Well, some people, when, 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 some people are going to find out once they hit hell, whoa, I think I like, you know, life better than this place called hell. I think I even would have liked 
salvation better than this place called hell. See, sometimes people don't know which choice, which thing is better until they experience a certain thing. Sometimes, sometimes. Now, oh, right here at the Christian Center some months ago, fast-talking salesman contacted us here and uh, talked so sweet about a product. You know, we have been having some few problems with uh, Internet and it wasn't, and what I come to find out, it wasn't so much the Internet as it was the computer that I was using. Couldn't handle all the stuff that we were trying to do. We're doing video, we're doing video, we're doing audio, we're making all kind of podcasts, and we, you know, we got Skype going, we had a lot of things, and the computer was freezing up. I didn't even think it was the Internet. Well, make a long story short, I hauled off and switched to this satellite company. Well, this satellite company, you know, from the day we got it, from the time we got it, uh, we had problems, many more problems than what we had had with the previous Internet provider. And then in like about three days, all of that month's allotment was used up. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I had, I had some problems with what we had, and I thought it was bad until I switched to something worse. Then I realized that what I had wasn't that bad. Some of you all on the sound of my voice, you thought your first husband was bad, and then you found out your second husband was nuts. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, oh man, you thought your first job was just the worst thing smoking until that next job you got, you found out it was like hell on, on earth. See, sometimes, sometimes people have to find out my spirit immediately goes. The Lord takes me to that prodigal son. He thought things were so terrible there with his father. Got to do some work. Got to follow some instructions. Got to do right. Got to do... Then he messed around and got out there. Well, he had all the freedom he could stand. And come to find out that freedom is not really free at all. Still had to work. See, At least at his father's house, somebody would give him something. Bible says that when he got out there at that distant land, nobody gave him anything. But what ended up happening, he came to find out, is that what he had was better than what he was involved in right then. And sometimes people have to find that out. Sometimes people can find that out by divine revelation. You know, we ought to be, you know, we want to position ourselves, look, I'm like, Lord, look, I don't want to go to hell to find out that heaven is better than hell. Lord, is heaven better than hell? God said, Robert, yes, much better. Okay, let me take that. Let me trust that. Instead of messing around having to go to hell and then be hollering out, oh, Lord, you know, I, I, I believe now that heaven is better and God be like, it's too late. Get in the habit of asking God. So then that way you don't have to experience a whole lot of craziness. Ask God, which is better. God says now these three remain, faith, hope, and, faith, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. God said, now I'll show you a more excellent way. God, if we're going and take God at his word and trust God, a whole lot of things. Lord, which is better now, the blessings or curses? God said, Robert, blessings much better. Okay, then let me, let me come on over here to the blessing side. See, Adam messed around. And the God could eat from any tree in the garden he wanted to eat. Tree of knowledge, you good and evil, God said, don't eat of it. And the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. 
He should be like, Lord, which which one is which one is better? God, I can hear God like, really, I done just told you. Any tree in the garden, any tree of life is much better. And then Adam, Adam should say, all right, then, then that's all I'm dealing with then. I'm not, if, I, I ain't even dealing with that other stuff. See, a lot of times you got, to, you got to taste and see some crazy stuff because you didn't trust God. You didn't believe God. Oh, some individuals out there got AIDS. They just didn't want, they didn't just, just didn't want to hear that unprotected sex was, was dangerous. So they jumped right out there and got AIDS. Some people out there on the side of my voice got themselves attacked by their pets, pets because they just didn't want to believe that a, that a boa constricted, you know, was dangerous. They got it when it was a little bitty snake. Oh, look how cute it is. Then when it got to be 12 feet long and wrapped itself around you and took the life out of you, now you had to find out that's a wild animal. Grace and truth. Lord, which side of you? Watch this now. You say, you got to talk to God. You got to talk to God, and you got to trust what he tells you. Lord, which side of you is, is, am I going to like more, the grace and truth side or the fury and wrath side? God, like, come on, Robert, now. You're not crazy. Okay. Grace and truth. So I encourage you under the sound of my voice. You know, let us, let us put things before God. And then take by faith which one he has told us is better. Now, the Bible says that John testified concerning him or concerning Jesus. He cries out, saying, there was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Now, that sounds like a contradiction to the carnal mind. But listen to what he said. This is what he said about Jesus. He who comes after me. Jesus was a little younger in the physical than John the Baptist was. Because remember, John the Baptist's mother was pregnant uh, and gave birth a little bit before Mary or Jesus' mother. He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Now, it almost sounds like a contradiction. How could he come after me and before me? Why? Because even though Jesus came after John in the physical, Jesus was before John in the spiritual. And see, if you don't have a spiritual understanding or a spiritual comprehension of things, the Bible will look like it's full of contradiction to you. And it's not the Bible that's contradicting itself. It's just that your little carnal mind is not comprehending what's being said. You know, I hauled off today. I was talking with some of, uh, some of the saints in South Africa that are interested in a device that we picked up around here. And one of the pastors said, well, Apostle, he said, go and read uh, what's on the back of the box. So we can find out, you know, how many volts of electricity this thing take, whether it's, one, whether it's the 120 or the 220. You know, I went and got the box, picked the box up. Only writing on the box was in Chinese. It was in Chinese. This particular device came from Chinese. Well, I couldn't, you know, I told him, I said, look, I said, man, the writing is on in Chinese. Not that there's no writing on the box. It's just that the writing that is there is beyond my ability to understand it. Share possible what you're driving at. Not that there's contradictions in the Bible. 
It's just that sometimes God says some things that are beyond our ability to comprehend them right then. And this is why we got to grow. Once you, once you grow to certain levels, you grow to a certain place, you'll come to understand things in the word of God that you couldn't understand at, a other, at an early place. I couldn't understand why my father was beating me when I was a child. And I couldn't understand. I was like, Dad, maybe there's a better way. Can't we talk about this? Can't we discuss it? I know discussing. Leather. Well, now I understand as a child. When I go back and, or, or, or talk to individuals that I grew up with and come to find out, guys that I knew grew up were end up in prison and were thrown off bridges and were choked to death and, and all and, and all kind of got shot in, all kind of stuff. And in essence, that, that discipline, as even though I didn't understand it at the time, is what helped kept me off that path. It helped. You say, Apostle, how are you going to say it helped? Well, let's look at what the Bible says. Now, never mind some of these, these crazy humanists that are telling you, you know, let children do any kind of thing, because that just shows how much you don't love them. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. The Bible says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. It wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. Understand that God is going to do some things to you and me that are not going to be pleasant. God is going to say some things to you and me that are not going to be pleasant. God is going to treat us in some ways sometimes it's not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be politically correct. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. Watch this. But painful. But that mess hurt. My part whoopings hurt. Ain't no other way to put it. That hurt. That. Yeah. And God be saying, look, God said, there's some things I'm going to hurt you with. Yeah, God said, I know it hurt. God said, I know everything. And I know this hurts you. But it's a hurt that is for the greater good. It's a hurt that is for your good. Proverbs says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. No discipline. Seems pleasant at the time, but painful. It hurts. Watch this. Later on, however. So you, 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 you got to look at the later on in your son or your daughter as a parent. You got to look at the later on in your congregation member as a pastor. Later on. See. Later on. There's a later on to this. There's, there's, understand that whooping hind is, is sowing. Well, so on, because the Bible talks about a harvest of righteousness. Look at what the Bible says. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So whooping hind is sowing seeds. You sowing seeds into your child's life. You sowing seeds as a pastor when you discipline your congregation. You sowing seeds as an employer when you discipline your employees. Why? You're, you're sowing seeds of discipline in order to produce a harvest of righteousness. That's why that boy is acting right. That's why that girl is acting right. That's why that church is acting right. Because somebody has sowed the seeds of discipline, sowed the seeds of, of chastisement, sowed the seeds of punishment, and now we got a harvest of righteousness. Now things are going real smooth. Now your son ain't out there with his head twisted up, standing on the side of the road selling uh, crack rock. Got a harvest of righteousness. Now your, now your son, your daughter, don't graduate from university or as a productive member of society. Harvest of righteousness. It's a later on. It's a sowing seeds for later on. What was the last message we talked about? Big what? Big investment, big return. 
But see, some of you all like to understand my voice. I don't, I don't want to beat my child. I don't want to be. And I just let him do what he wants to do. So now when he try that same craziness with the police and get shot, all that, a lot of time, and I show how stupid you were as a parent, how foolish you were. Because you should have taught that boy better than that. No, you can't just do anything you want to do. There, what we say God give us? Framework, framework, what? Freedom, then restriction. And same thing we as parents got to do. Same thing we as pastors got to do. Same thing we as employers have to do. Same thing we as landlords got to do. We got some, some individuals renting something. There's, there's, some, there's a, there's a uh, framework. Contract, all right, this is what you do. We don't have no wild animals around here, and I don't have no whole lot of, I don't see no falcons flying, all right, with a framework, then it's a freedom. You know, if you want to paint, you know, inside, just let me know. We'll bring you the paint, get you the equipment. You can paint, that's a freedom. Then there's some restrictions. Have my money by the 5th of the month. By the 10th, I'm starting the eviction procedure. Framework, freedom, restrictions. Produces discipline. Listen. So, what is God saying to us here? What What is the message here in Hebrews twelve and eleven? He talks about discipline. How that is not pleasant. How that is painful. Then he go in and say later on it produces discipline. Produces. I don't care whether it's discipline in the army. I don't care whether it's discipline in the classroom. I don't care whether it's discipline in the church. It produces, and that's why some of you are not producing because some of you don't like discipline. Some of you ain't, don't want nobody to tell you nothing. See, if you don't want nobody to tell you nothing, that means God too. What you fooling around with Christianity for? You're wasting time. Your time ain't God. Because God is certainly going to tell you something. Discipline produces. Discipline produces great athletes. Discipline produces great students. Discipline produces great pastors and teachers. Discipline produces great, I don't care what it is, discipline. You know, I, I remember how, how crazy Michael Jackson sounded to me toward, toward the end of his life. Here he will end up the greatest, one of the greatest entertainers that ever lived. And I know Joe was probably, probably tough on him, but you're not going to find an individual that achieves greatness in anything without somebody somewhere that was tough on him. And see, when you, when you, when you, when you, you see, obtaining greatness and understanding what made you great are two different things. You just keep that in mind. Obtaining greatness, getting to be great, and then understanding how you got there is two different things. Some people get to be great, and that's why some people get to be great, and they want to forget all the folk that had a hand in them getting there. See, that's crazy. You get to be great in something, you, you understand, and God give you the understanding as to how that you got it, you'll start thanking God for the teachers that were tough on you, thanking God for the parents that were tough on you, thanking God for the, for the people that were, that, were, that were tough on you. Why? Because that was, that was what produced this greatness. Michael talking about his daddy, and his daddy was so hard on him, and he was, oh, man, shut up that mess. When we were kids, Dad would make us move a pile of bricks Every day from school, and then we had to move. It taught you hard work. Shut up that mess. 
discipline produces. Hard work brings a profit. Suffering will cause you not to be disappointed. We went over that last night. Hebrews, I mean, uh, uh, Romans, what? Five and two, three and four. How does suffering produces perseverance? Perseverance produces hope. Per per perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope will not disappoint us. Shut up that mess. Discipline is good. Don't seem pleasant. Not at that time. But it produces. You won't find a country. You won't find a classroom. You won't find a, a you that's great that didn't pass through the doorway of discipline. Hitler almost took over the world. Make no mistake about it. Well, what was it Hitler and little old Germany, what was it them characters were doing that got them so far like that? They was disciplined. Joker standing to attention. You go back and look at Joker standing to everybody marching in step. Hell, when the how Hitler sign went up, everybody, discipline. As wrong as he was, almost took over the world. Finish up. Verse 16, John 1 and 16, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Getting blessed and receiving blessing one after another are two different things. What we want to do is receive blessing one after another. That's why you got to keep God giving God what you like. Listen, listen. Some of you all understand my boy, and you'll understand it with natural things, but you act like you, you act like you get amnesia when it comes down to spiritual things. You understand that if you want to keep living in your house, hmm, you got to keep making your what? Your payments. You understand that if you want to keep driving that car you got, you got to keep making them payments. You 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 understand that if you want to keep that figure. Some of you ladies out there, 36, 24, 36, then you're going to have to keep going to the gym. We, we understand. You're going to understand. Some of you cat, uh, brothers out there, you understand if you want your lawn, and I'm going to have to get out there and, and do some cutting right after we finish this broadcast. If you want your lawn to look good, you're going to have to keep getting on that lawnmower or pushing that lawnmower and cutting it down. We, we understand some things. Well, you say, Apostle, what you're talking about. If you want the blessings of God to continue, if you want God to continue giving you what you like, then common sense ought to, I ain't even going all super spiritual. Common sense ought to tell you, keep giving God what he like. Now, what you got to do now is find out what God like. God like, God like, Lord, Father, what you like? Robert, I love my word. Okay, so we need to get back, get into your word. Yes, God, I love for y'all to study my word. Okay, Father, what else you like? God says, I like, I like the truth. Okay, so Lord... What we could do? Well, tell the truth. Speak your truth. One to know. Okay, Father, what else you like? Well, God said, Robert, I love to be praised. I love. Okay, then Lord, I, you are good. Father, what you like? What you like? What do you like? So I can keep presenting that. Because Father, you keep right on presenting me. What the Bible say? With one what? Blessing. Come on, somebody. 
after another. You keep so Lord, the same way you are blessing me, let me bless you. See, some of y'all didn't know you can bless God. David said, I will what? Bless the Lord. When you praise God like he wants to be praised, when you give to God like he wants you to give to him, when you present to God, you are blessing God. The same way you want to be blessed, God wants to be blessed. And the reason why some of you all are not being blessed by God like you want to be blessed is because you're not blessing God like he wants to be blessed. Oh, we're about to close this message today. Father, what do you like so I can get me some of that and give to you? Jacob got Esau's blessings behind giving the father what he liked. From one blessing after another around here, Lord. I don't know what, what you people talking about in other places around here. We want one blessing after another, Lord. God said, and give me one blessing after another then. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Christ. Huh? So there was a line drawn from Moses on up until Christ. This is why Christ, one of the final things that our Lord and Savior said on the cross, it is finished. Meaning what? Meaning trying to obtain a righteous status before God by observing the Mosaic law. It is finished. It is done. Now, God says, now we, place, we obtain a righteous status before God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. It is finished. Now, now let, me show, let me show you how crazy some of us look. Let me show you how crazy because the Lord is flashing this in my spirit. You mess around, you go and you have a basketball game. Hmm? Got you. How long is the NBA basketball game? 48 minutes. Play, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Game is tied. Or your team is down by one. Ten seconds left on the clock. You got the ball. Nine, eight, seven. Six, I used to teach my players, make your move at six seconds. Six seconds. You make your move so that when you make the last shot, no time for the other team. You go in hard to the basket, team down by one to shoot the layup. Three, two, one, you release the layup, and the horn blow, and you miss. Well, what happened? What happened? You're down by one, you missed the last second shot. What happened? You lost. Well, here's how crazy. Now, show me how crazy this is. The horn done blew. The time is done. It's finished. You get the basketball and run in and dunk it and start jumping around just like you have won. Now, how crazy does that look? Look pretty crazy. Why? Because it, the game is what? Over. That's done. That game is finished. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at. Understand that trying to obtain a righteous status before God by observing the Mosaic law, that is done. That is finished. The horn done blew on that. It's now time for Christ, baby. What we say? Uh-oh, look at the Holy Ghost. Look at the Holy Ghost. Keep time for what? Time for grace. Time for grace and truth now, baby. And that only comes through faith in Jesus Christ. 
For the law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. No, not in the fullness of his, not in the fullness of his thing. Even Christ packaged himself in a, in a, in a way that you and I could handle it without having to die. No one has ever seen God. But God, the one and only. Sound like a contradiction. Wait, sound like no one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only. So what are they saying? Nobody ever seen God but God? No, no. In his fullness, in the, the totality of who God is. Yeah, nobody, nobody seen that like that right there. But we've seen him in Jesus. We've seen him in a, we've seen him in a package that we, can, that we can take. Now, you know, my spirit goes to something. They used to give uh, heart attack victims. I think they used to give heart attack victims, what, nitroglycerin? Little bitty amount of nitro. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to have to look that up. It's some kind, of, some kind of thing they give heart attack victims, and they give it to them in real, real little amount. Give them too much, it'll kill them. But they give them to them in real, real little amount, and it can, it can do. Well, in essence, that's what, what Christ did. He showed, he let us see God in real, real little amount that we can handle. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side. Look at that. God is at the Father's side. So who's at the Father's side? Jesus? Well, who is Jesus? God has made him known. Jesus has helped us to better understand about God, has given us a glimpse, has given us a, uh, a peep at God. Law through Moses. Grace and truth through Christ. The Moses, Mosaic Law. Is it, it's in the Bible, Apostle. Yeah, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible as a, as a historical record to let us know where God has brought us from. But now it's time to know where we are. That's like talking about, you know, the, the law. Mosaic Law is in the Bible, Apostle. We got to do it. That's as crazy as you looking at pictures of your children when they were two or three and feeling like you got to treat them like they two and three and now them jokers in their 30s. Yeah, that was then. This is now. You take a picture of your son when he was two and a picture of your son when he's 22. And if you can't see some difference and if you don't realize there's a difference in treatment that need to go on, something's wrong with you. So it is. With the law. That was then. That was how God dealt with his people. That's how God talked to his people. You mess around and do something crazy, you die. No questions asked. And then and then we gotta ask. You did that right there. Yes, yeah. Kill him. But now God is doing this grace and truth thing with us. And see, if you don't like the grace and truth thing that now that it's time for grace and truth, you still hollering for the law. See, what you're really showing is how, how rebellious you are because during the law time, you'd be hollering for something else because what you're hollering for is not what God is doing and is giving at the time. It's grace and truth time now. You're hollering for the law. If it had been law time, you'd have been hollering, well, how come you don't give us some grace? Why? Because you're a rebel. You've got to holler for what God is giving at the time. God given grace and truth, then it's grace and truth time. When it was law time, then it, then you should, it was law time. But it's not law time. It's grace and truth time. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you for today, beautiful day you have made. 
We ask, Father, that you continue to lead and guide us on your paths of righteousness. Lead us, Father, in today's activities that we may do those things that are pleasing in your sight. We bless your name, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Saints, you can make contributions through church website, uh, donation page, uh, donation button on our church website, and on our talk shoe homepage. May God continue to bless you, and heaven smile on you. Have a good day in Christ Jesus.